This morning I was out doing my chores, watering chickens, feeding chickens, checking on chickens. My little chicks have moved on from their playpen and they're in the main run with the big girls now. So I have to keep an eye on them as they learn to all get along. And of course I was watering my little seedlings and checking on plants. And it was those final moments of spring right on the cusp of the summer solstice and I finally saw um wild roses are blooming I feel like I've been waiting and watching to see them bloom they're late this year we've had um a slow cool spring a super dry spring and um yeah normally they would have started blooming a week ago or more so it was very exciting this morning to finally see Ogini Wapikwin, uh wild rose in bloom. So that's the plant I want to talk about today. Ogini Wapikwini, wild roses. Anin Wapikwinin, that means hello flowers in Ojibwe-Moen, the Ojibwe language. And it's also the name of this podcast, all about learning the plants and language of this land. I'm your host, Marissa Lee, and I'm coming to you from the south shore of Anishinaabe Gitchikuming, or Lake Superior, in the heart of Ojibwe country. So in English, we call this flower a rose, and we call the plant a rose bush, and um, call the fruits rose hips. It's all centered around the flower. And in Ojibwe Moen, it's all centered around the fruit. So we call the fruit ogin, or oginig for plural, that's rose hips. And the flower is oginiwabigun, rose hip flower. The plant is sometimes called um, oginiwatig, or oginiminigawansh, just, I don't know, there's different ways to say the same thing. Um, but either way, it means like the bush shrub whatever that has rose hips on it so it's a little bit different perspective on what's valued about this plant and i think obviously um, any culture that has roses enjoys both the flower and the fruit but it's just um maybe skewed a little bit one way or the other i think part of the reason i've been anticipating wild roses blooming is uh, my mom's birthday was just a few days ago uh, last Friday and I always associate this flower with her um, and I I definitely expect it to be blooming by the time her birthday rolls around I grew up thinking of roses as like the hybrid tea roses or like a red lo red long-stemmed rose that you see in a florist or at a grocery store you know like a commercial mass-produced rose I didn't know what wild roses looked like and even as an adult I remember seeing I think it was like the symbol for the house of Tudor or something some British royalty thing um, and that was it was a Tudor rose and it just had like a center and five petals around it I was so confused I'm like that's not what a rose looks like because I was so disconnected from the natural world and wild plants like 
most people growing up in dominant culture right now. Yeah, so I I don't remember when it first clicked for me that um, what wild roses are and what they look like, but definitely um, by the time I started this uh, project documenting the flora of Western Lake Superior and learning the plant names and sharing about that on um, on Instagram, back then it was just my personal Instagram account, but I started that project in June of 2016 and wild roses were one of the first plants that I posted um, that I saw and took pictures of on Hawk Ridge in Duluth, which was in between taking the long way home, in between work and home at the time. And I stopped there often back then and went for short walks just to see what was changing because there was always something new going on, always something different in bloom or something delicious to eat along the trails up there. And it wasn't long after that when I learned to pick rose hips. Maybe it was even before because my kids went through a survival phase. <laughs> I don't know. I think I feel like this was not unique to them. It was it was definitely a pop culture moment with a lot of reality TV kind of tangentially linked with prepper stuff, but they were really into all kinds of survival skills, not just wild food. So I might have learned about um, gathering rose hips even before I embarked on this little plant project. My kids teach me a lot and we'd talk about how to find water and our, one of them got a flint and steel for Christmas or a birthday once um, because we were into fire starting and making shelter and wild food and wild medicine and all of that and hunting in theory. <laughs> um, actually, pretty much all of it was in theory other than foraging for a little bit of food and medicine, very beginner levels of foraging. Um, but it was, you know, you got to start somewhere and learning alongside my kids has been a good way for me to learn a lot, actually, even if they don't know they're teaching me they are just by asking questions or just by being enthusiastic about something and me wanting to match that energy with them and saying like, okay, yeah, let's do that. I have no idea what I'm doing, but let's go. So thank you, kids. And uh, then as I started wanting to practice more of those skills, especially when it came to not just wild foods, but more so leaning towards um, plant medicines. It was my niece who really engaged with that the most and still does. So she always wanted to go and pick rose hips when we were together up at my dad's place. And there are a lot of wild roses around in the fields right near his house, but we would tend to walk up the long gravel driveway and go to the culvert where my cousin and I used to pick raspberries. That was a good spot to go and get rose hips too. So I have very good memories and a lot of family associations with Ogin, Oginig, Oginiwabikwanin. 
with rose hips and roses and rose bushes. One thing that I want to prioritize this year is not just gathering rose hips, but gathering rose petals. I really want to dry rose petals to use in tea. I just think they're so pretty and a little bit can go a long way. It doesn't have to be like a very floral tea, but um, yeah, I enjoy my tea, not just doing good things for my health, but also tasting good and looking really pretty and smelling delicious. So my plan is not so much to harvest the soft little pink rose petals on the wild roses that are trying to create a thicket, you know, out in front of my house, but to visit the big patches of beach rose around here, Rosa rugosa. I don't think it's listed invasive, but it maybe should be. It's introduced, and um, I know in some places it is considered an invasive species, along with multiflora rose, which I don't think we have here, luckily. But we have plenty of beach rose, and um, I feel like I can gather from that without worrying too much about doing ecological harm. I'm going to be just taking petals, not full flower heads. So the pollen and nectar are still there, and they can still develop into rose hips for later gathering. And they bloom for months. They're not like our wild roses that have their season and come and go. These beach roses just keep going. Last year, I found some still in bloom in October when I was driving out to um, northern Minnesota to do that uh, outdoor education or outdoor school, um, fifth and sixth grade Ojibwe ethnobotany classes. I picked a bunch of wild food on my way out there to show them examples of edible wild plants. And I got not only rose hips, but rose petals, if you can believe that, in October. And I'm actually driving out to that same spot tomorrow because my niece, who picks rose hips with me, is uh, working at summer camp again up there. And it's going to be her day off. And I'm going to go visit her with my kids and maybe meet up with my mom there too. I'm so excited because I saw some really awesome plants there last fall and I want to go check them out again tomorrow and see them in a different season. Maybe I'll have to visit her in July too, not just in June, but other than using rose hips and rose petals in food and medicine, I also really like to use rose water and I haven't made my own, but I guess it's not that hard and you don't need fancy equipment to do it. Um, it's a skill I should learn. I should try it, <laughs> but I love how it smells and it's nice to keep it in a little glass spray bottle and just spray it directly on my face. I don't use much for or really like any kind of beauty products per se. I don't wash my face with stuff from the store. I just wash it with water, like as a side effect of being in the shower or a washcloth. If I just want to wash my face when I don't need a shower, I just use water. Um, and then if my skin is dry, like in the winter, especially, I will give it a swipe with some witch hazel. I get the one that is infused with rose also. Um, and then if it's, if it's really dry and needs moisture, then I just use a couple drops of oil 
I don't, I don't remember what I have for, for like a face oil right now, um, mixed with some water. So like I put drops in my palm and get my other hand wet with water and just rub my hands together really fast and rub it on my face. I mean, that's what lotion is. It is oil and water blended together. So, uh, it works, but maybe, uh, maybe coming up with some more rose-based skincare concoctions, some homemade ones would be a good use of my time this summer. I'm so happy to have warm summer weather. It's been, like I said, such a cool spring and it's finally, oh, you know, so hot. It was like 72 or 73 today, which I realize is not hot summer weather at all, but it felt like it after it's been highs in the low 50s for most of June, honestly. Um, and dropping down around 40 or even into the 30s for overnight. Oh, it's been really chilly. Um, so I do not feel guilty at all for being slow to get my garden put in, my, my veggies and stuff, because it's been so cool. Like, what were they even going to do out there? It's finally summer, though, and I'm looking forward to lots of sunshine and beautiful blooming roses and fuzzy buzzy bumblebees hanging out in the flowers. You can leave me a voice message by visiting my podcast homepage. Um, I will link to that in the show notes, and I'd love to hear what your plans are for summer, what you love about roses, or what you're going to be watching for to be in bloom and to harvest and make something delicious with. So give me a call, and we'll talk. Okay, that's I'm going to edit that out. I don't know what the fuck that was. Miigwech, bis and that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.